Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, where we highlight and share the stories of African-American women who are 30 plus, child free, wonderfully made, and living their best life. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. This is Dr. Angela L. Harris, your host. Come join me as we get comfortable and cozy with no bibs, no burps, no bottles. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's great to see everyone. I'm Dr. Angela L. Harris, visionary and founder of No Bibs Burps Bottles. No Bibs Burps Bottles is an online community and brand that empowers, celebrates, highlights African-American Black child-free women. We say child-free by choice, which is what I am. We also say child-free by circumstance, but with No Bibs Burps Bottles, you define you. So let's jump right in. Child-free Black men speak. So if you registered, you saw a little bit of information about our speakers, but I'm going to allow them to share um, just a little bit more about themselves. So maybe just share your name again, where you're from, and maybe share with us, because I want to be consistent, maybe share with us how you see yourself or what label do you have? Are you child-free by choice? Are you child-free right now? Uh, Good evening. Uh, My name is Rob Walker. I am originally from Vicksburg, Mississippi, currently reside in Houston, Texas. Um, I would consider myself definitely child-free. It's it's a choice for me. And I guess a fun fact is that, as as I put in my bio, like, I love to travel. Uh, My splurge, you know, everyone splurges on something. I splurge on getting up out of here. So that's that's my fun fact. Thank you, Rob. Courtney, share, please. Um, it's Courtney Gibson, and I'm originally from Rochester, New York. What was the other one? A fun fact was the last one. Yep. I met Stevie Wonder. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. That doesn't happen yeah. every day. And Courtney, yeah. how do you self-identify? Child-free, uh, childless? I'm sure. childless. So it's, it's, it's by choice, but it's not by choice. You know, I, I don't consider myself child-free as an as intent to stay that way. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I would be in the childless side of the house. Okay. And Darren, what about you? Uh, good evening. I am Darren Taylor, or DT. I forgot to change my name in the Zoom. <laughs> um, originally born and raised in the DMV, still here. Um, it's love. Um, fun fact about me, I. I'm a musician. Um, I play three or four instruments. Um, I got a chance to go briefly on tour with Chris Brown a couple of years ago, which was life changing. Um, and I choose to be childless by choice right now, but uh, it is a desire at some point to have children, just waiting for that time. Calvin? Good evening, everyone. My name is Calvin Leinberger. Actually, I was born in North Carolina. I don't really tell too many people that, but because I claim Baltimore, Maryland as my hometown, and I identify as child-free. And a fun fact, I mean, there, there are a lot of fun facts about me. I will say this, my favorite entertainer is Janet Jackson and I go absolutely hard for her so that's a fun fact of many. So let's jump into our questions. Courtney or brothers in general maybe being selective regarding who will be the mother of their offspring or is being child-free a long-term decision? 
Um, for me, it's selective. Um, I just didn't want, number one, I, I wanted to have a child out of love first, primarily. So coming from, you know, a family structure where I have mom, father in the house, um, you know, until my father passed away, I've had that unit. So that's my ideal uh, of building a family. So that's what I wanted first. And, and so to this point, having not found the person to fit, you know, uh, what I want to build as a family yet, as far as a partner or wife, then that has been my selectiveness. Okay. What about you, Darren? Um, are brothers being selective regarding who will be the mother of their offspring or is being child free a long-term decision? I think at this point in time, brothers are being selective about who they decide to start families with. Um, personally speaking for myself, I came from, uh, I'm a product of a two-parent household. Um, my parents have been married for 35, 36 years. They had all of their children uh, within marriage. They built businesses. They have homes. I seen the perfect blueprint of what a two-parent home looks like, and I want the same for myself. Uh, I seen what it is like um, with, with, you know, no judgment to anybody else. I seen what it's like not to be in a two-parent household or to have multiple um, individuals to, you know, bear your children. And that's just not something that I chose for myself. Okay. Thank you. Rob, what about you? Where do you stand on that question? Uh, for me, where if it comes down to being uh, selective or if it's like the long term, a little bit of both, primarily more long term for me, um, I'm okay with not having kids. Uh, if I have kids, it'll be because I find somebody and it's a, it's a strong drive for her. And like, I, this is the person that I want to raise somebody with. But if I never have kids, I'm Gucci. Like I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty good. My life is pretty great. Um, and I guess it's very interesting to hear the other two gentlemen who went before me, like I, I'm from a single parent house. Uh, well, my parents were married and they got divorced when I was very young. So I essentially, I grew up with just me and my mom. So I'm sure that has something to do with it, but um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That's where I'm at too. <laughs> and CL Smooth, for those who don't know, I said it earlier, uh, Calvin and I went to, uh, I was in graduate school and he was an undergrad. So we've remained friends since then. CL Smooth or Calvin, I'll be professional. Um, where do you stand on this question? <laughs> I went though I had to be professional. <laughs> uh, CL Smooth. I'm hoping that people, <laughs> I'm hoping that people are selective uh, with who they choose to make a child with, whether they're, whether, whether it's the brother being selective about the mother or the mother being selective about the father. I mean, you're bringing a life into the world. So my perspective on that it is, you definitely should be uh, selective in that regard. For me, um, I am child-free now and I do plan to be child-free if, um, unless I, I meet someone where we decide we want to uh, have a child in some in some way. Also, just to put it out there, I do identify as a gay black male. Um, I've been, I, I've identified as a gay black male since um, probably since I graduated from college. So that's a little bit of my story, my transparency, my truth. So, oh, but, um, so I hope I answered the question. So with that being said, Rob made it very clear that he was Gucci and good. 
if for those who are looking for a partner, if that never happens, I, I hope that it does. But if it never happens for you, is fatherhood still important to the point where you will seek other means? Adoption, foster, um, foster a child, or is it just the fact that you want to be married and have a partner? I still want to. Yeah, I can hear you. I wanted to bear children um, myself with my wife. Um, but even with us starting our own family biologically, I always say I wanted to adopt. I think adoption is a blessing. There are so many children who wish they had someone to love them, uh, a home to go to, uh, stability. Um, I think it's it's a blessing to do so. So even still, um, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I do find a spouse and do start my own family. It's still in my plans to adopt. Okay. Courtney, what about you? If you don't find a partner, are you open to adoption or foster care? Is fatherhood that important to you? Um, I think for me, my main focus is to be a biological father. If, if, if I had to make the decision now, I probably would not adopt, but I can't say I wouldn't in the future. So if that becomes a decision that I have to make, it depends on where I am you know, mentally, emotionally at that point. Um, but I think what drives me is to carry on, you know, my, my, my family genes. So it's a biological desire for me much, a little bit less than it is a simply fatherhood uh, desire. Okay. Okay. So this is a question to Rob. Rob, you've made it clear that, again, if you meet someone, fine, but you are totally fine being child-free. Um, with that being said, with that being said um, have you thought about getting a vasectomy and, and making this permanent for you? And that will also um, be to the rest of you guys, but I'm, I'm asking Rob first. Um, I know for some women yeah. who are child-free, they go the sterilization route. And so um, share your thoughts about that. Um, actually, so yes, I have like me and my, I have a very close group of friends. Uh, we talk about these, these things very often. And that's, a, that's the subject of conversation. I've thought about it. I'm not to that point right now. I feel like if I was mentally now, if I was mentally now, um, if I was here when I was in my twenties, when I was living a, a different lifestyle, I definitely would have gotten a second just to protect myself, right? But uh, I don't live that life anymore. So we, we're good. Uh, but uh, it's, it's definitely something I've thought about and I continue to think about it, but I'm not there. But definitely open to it. Okay. I'm open to it. Um, I know uh, this could be a touchy subject for some men. Um, I know young Jock and his wife, I watch Love and Hip Hop, don't judge me. And on this show, his current wife, who doesn't have any children, was basically saying, hey, you're a rapper. You've been out there. You got like eight children. You know, how many baby mamas? And she was really wanting him to get a vasectomy. And he said that that would destroy his manhood. But yet she was coming from a perspective of you have several baby mamas and how many more kids? do you want? So um, let's throw this to, to Calvin. What are your thoughts about um, getting a vasectomy, especially if, um, you know, having a child is not in the future, you don't have a partner? Okay, so I'll speak, I'll speak from that love and hip hop uh, comment that you made. I think it's absolutely, 
uh, up to the individual. Um, we don't want to take any human rights away from anyone, especially with the whole Roe versus Wade thing. Um, so I'm not going to bad mouth uh, guys out there who have multiple, a magnitude of children. But what I would say is that if you're able to make them, be able to take care of them and not leave that responsibility on the rest of society to take care of your child that you made because you were just out there, you know, wilding out, living your life and, and enjoying yourself, but not being responsible. So that's my stance when it comes to vasectomy. Um, you know, it, it, it's a part of your body. It's your choice. Uh, make it as you see fit, but try to be responsible and, you know, be able to take care of those children that you make. So that's my stance. Good point. Darren? I have to agree with Calvin. Um, um, you don't want to step on anyone's um, choice to make decisions uh, with their own body. But, and, and we're really in some critical times right now. Um, but I, as, as is mentioned, I think it's severely irresponsible to have multiple children and not want to take care of their children. Um, I know a lot of people say it's still irresponsible to have children, you know, regardless. And we're looking at Nick Cannon every three months, you know, new child. And that's that's another topic of conversation. I just think it's, you have to be responsible bringing a new life into the world. Um, I, I personally won't get one. I, I don't see a purpose why I should get one. Um, but if you're gonna bear children, if you're gonna bear children, have children and create children, you need to take care of them. That is physically, uh, emotionally, financially, spiritually. Some people think, okay, I got the money, but are you there present uh, to take care of the child? When the, the mom might be you know, going through it, you have to take care of your sick child. If she's having a, a day, it's, you, have to, you have to balance you know, in that child's life. Um, I just, that's just my stance on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you guys. So Courtney, I'm gonna throw a, a new question to you. So you guys are at different places, you know, child-free. Some of you guys are like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I know for women, right? And no bibs, burps, bottles. These are conversations that I have with sisters all the time. Do brothers talk about, yo, you don't got no kids. What's up with that? Like, what are the conversations that black men are having? Like. What are you having in your circle with your homeboys, your tribe? Because I know this is something that's very big for women in general about being 30, not being married, and you don't got kids. So tell me about how these conversations even come up being child-free, because I don't know if you guys are the only brother in your group that don't have kids, but what does that look like? So I'm going to start with Courtney. Um, for me, I kind of fall between a spectrum of guy friends so i'm also a musician and uh, we know how some musicians like the role <laughs> so like i have some some musician friends that got got a couple of jacksons out there they got tina you know, toya jermaine you know they got a bunch of them and then i have some friends that don't have any like myself so the age spectrum is uh is different like some of my closer friends were married and got married kind of early and had regular families. Um, and then I was the one that just, that didn't. So there's a group of them, all of them, at least got married and had kids. And then 
I tend to play with a lot of musicians that are younger than me. So they are not really on the conversation of having of like, oh, I, I want children or, you know, they're kind of really, you know, just starting to build more so of their musical uh, life. And um, I'm not really at that point of thinking like that. So I kind of fall in between those two. So the conversations, you know, they don't have those conversations to me like, oh, you don't have kids just because they know who I am. They know I want them. So it's kind of like not a, you know, a pressure sort of conversation. But, um, you know, I think those things, the people that I'm surrounded by naturally have them as a process of life and don't really have the conversations of I had too many or I want them and man, I wish it would happen now, you know? So I'm kind of the only one that thinks along those lines, but that's an internal thing for me. Okay. Thanks, Courtney. Rob, what kind of conversations are you having with your with your people? Is this talked about in the in the little homie circle? Yeah, oh yeah, we talk about it. So, so context. I'm 35. Um, I guess my close group of friends we range like from 33 to about 38, and the majority of us are married, have families, either have or are working on having kids. And then you got us, you know, out with three or four of us who are, you know. I'll just say without kids or single. Um, it's never a, damn, like you, you still don't have kids. That's, that's never brought up. If anything, the people, my friends with kids, although they love their children, default, they love them to death. They'll do anything for them. It's always like, man, if I ain't having kids right now, I'd be doing just what you're doing, bro. <laughs> or um, not, not, it's not a longing, but it's just like a, appreciate the time that I have now without children. Um, and that, that, and that's, and that's, that's my honest take on my conversations with my friends. So yeah, we definitely talk about, we talk very openly about, you know, life with kids, without kids, being married in long-term relationships, but it's never a, like, uh, like, man, like, I feel sorry for you for not having kids. I never get that. Wow. Very interesting. Cause I know some, I get the opposite. Um, and I know some people who get the opposite. Darren, what, what are your conversations like? So that that question is um it kind of like touched the <laughs> nerve a little bit so <laughs> uh, my circle we never discuss it it's more so actions and when i say actions um i'm kind of in the middle like one side is married children or child the other is unwed but multiple children and baby mama is down their neck. So it's, it comes to a point where when we hang out, it's D you're doing a good job, man. Keep stay focused. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like we seen you hopped on a plane two weeks ago to go to Cuba. Like you got time you you can do whatever you want you can wake up roll over and be like i want to go to mexico or wherever you can do whatever you want well you know we we living through you in you know hindsight i could see like dang they wish they could they had that life too they wish they had the time they wish they and then um i could see rather the other group of friends their baby mamas or i'm gonna stop saying baby mamas the the mother of their children are just breathing down their neck for no reason they're taking care of their child uh picking them up from daycare dropping them off so on and so forth but they just th their connection is piss poor 
Um, so I could see the the encouragement that they give me rather than speaking the encouragement that they give for not bearing children yet. Thanks, Darren. Great perspective. And CL Smooth. So what's what kind of conversations um, do people, you know, in your group talk about having kids or are they getting on you for not having kids at 30 plus years old? So. OK, um... I was waiting patiently for my turn to answer that question. Um, so before I identified as, as a gay male, that was one of the many topics that came at me from family, from my, my straight friends, and, and I still kind of get it to this day, but I, I remember that time of feeling like, um, wow, why is everybody like pressuring me about a child just because they all have children? I'm not at that point, you know, um, I was younger. Um, I'm 47 now, so I was younger. I'm like, what is the big rush? I saw a lot of my cousins, a lot of my friends, you know, having children, uh, you know, around that time. But yes, I like, I, I'm sure a lot of child-free women go, went, went through, it was a lot of pressure, you know, it, it didn't feel good. It made me feel like I was behind. And that's something in life that we all should never want, want to feel like we're behind on something. Like we didn't have ch children at this age and we didn't get married at this age and we didn't buy a house at this age. So I'm owning my age and where I am in life. So when those conversations come up, I'm able to say, you know, if it's in God's plan for me to have a child, um, or adopt a child or meet a significant other and, and carry out that particular part of my legacy, then it will happen. You know, that's actually my personal business and maybe I don't want to discuss that with you. So that's kind of how I respond. But yeah, I totally identify. I totally understand. I mean, I had aunts and uncles before I identified as a gay man saying, well, you know, what's up with you? What's wrong with you? Making me feel like there was actually something wrong with me. But um, so, yeah. That's my response to that question. Yeah, I, I appreciate all your responses because they're, they're varying, right? But I also appreciate because I think as black child-free women um, and just child-free women in general, we get the questions. I've had men who try to talk to me and they're like, you're not married, you don't have kids. What's wrong with what you? With you right. And so with no bibs, burps, bottles, we are trying to change the narrative of there's nothing wrong with me, right? Whether it's choice or maybe I'm being responsible. And so it's interesting to hear Calvin's perspective of that pressure. So you kind of lead me into another question, pressure from family, right? So Calvin has talked a, a little bit about this, but um, how about we start with Darren? So Darren, you know, what is your family thinking about your 30 plus, you know, maybe mama and Dem want some grandkids. So how does, what, what are you hearing from family and cousins and things like that? Now this question here, <laughs> um, there's a lot of pressure uh, and I, I, I don't like it. And I try to um, avoid um certain family functions because I'm like I don't feel like fighting today like I'm I'm aggressive um so I'll just put it into perspective my grandfather had 32 children by maybe four or five different women and each child had maybe three children minimum of their own 
And again, no judgment, but none of my cousins are with the individuals they had their children with. I think I can count on one hand how many marriages there are within my generation, um, the bloodline. So to me, they're struggling. Like the stories I hear, I'm like, you don't have to touch the stove to know that it's hot. Like I'm not about to get burned. I can see y'all. I kind of want to change this narrative. So because I'm holding out and I'm being respectful and so on and so forth, it's kind of shame from them. Like, why are you not like us? You think you better than everybody else. I hear this often. We had a family reunion about two, three weeks ago. It's the shame that you're not in a place where they are. And I'm like, I'm, this is, I'm happy. This is my peace. I'm going to maintain my peace. I'm in control of my peace. Uh, this is your life. That's the life you, you chose to you know, create for yourself. So be it. So that's the situation with my cousins. With my folks, um, there was a lot of pressure to have grandchildren because I'm the last of the, the, the last name. Mm. Um, but after uh, one of my sisters had a baby, the pressure, it kind of diminished a bit, but it's like, it's still there because you have to keep the legacy going. And my thing is, you know, when it happens, it will happen. I don't appreciate uh, the constant reminder just just let it flow, you know? But I know when when the time does happen, that's the gates of heaven gonna open up. It's gonna be <laughs> it's 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 gonna be I, I know everyone's gonna be shocked, surprised, but again, I I try my best to tune it out for my own peace. Yeah, protect that peace, protect that peace. Thank you, Darren. Rob, mm -hmm. what about you? What kind of conversations and pressure from family? Well, my family situation is is drastically different than my friend's situation. They, my my mom in particular, but both my parents, they want me to have kids. Uh, it, I used to get the, I, the question like, hey, "Have you met somebody? Like, what's the girlfriend or wife situation looking like?" Now it's just like, "Okay, you can you should just get somebody pregnant. You can afford it. Like, just have some kids," um, which is insane to me. But I do get that often from my family. I don't feel it as pressure because they don't pay my bills. Um, you're not, I feel no responsibility or pressure to, uh, have a child and create a living being to appease somebody else. That's just ridiculous to me, but no, they definitely, they definitely, um, they want some small robs running around, but tell them good luck. Buenas suerte. <laughs> yeah. Um, Courtney, um, how is your family viewing that you have not, you know, produced and don't have any kids with your last name how is that coming along you knowing some of my family uh you know they're from my family they all they all feel like I would be a great father so like some of them that I'm really that I'm really close to they encourage it not at all costs but you know they want me to be a father because they know how important it is to me um and they know what kind of family we have so like they know my reasons for wanting to add to that and to give pass down some of the things and the love that we received. Uh, that's that's my cousins. From my my mom, uh, she never talks about it. She doesn't ever say, uh, you know, I wish I had some grandkids. It's just like a non conversation for her. Um, for the most part, 
I don't know how my dad, my dad loved kids. So like he probably, I don't think he would have put pressure on me to have him, but he, you know, I know he would have been very happy to have him. I'll just say that that way. Uh, so I don't necessarily, I have one sister. She, you know, um, would probably love for me, you know, she would love to be an aunt. Um, so she doesn't put pressure on me per se and say, hey, when is it going to happen or anything? But she knows, you know, she knows my situation. She knows me as my sister. So I think I feel more more pressure from time more than family because, uh, and it's probably my own applied pressure with the way I think very mm -hmm. linearly. So for, so for me, um, you know, I do as many things as I can to try to take care of myself and keep myself in good health. But I lost my father when he was 47. Um, I was just barely 18. So I don't want to be, uh, you know, I have an uncle that had his first child at 50. I don't want to be that dude. <laughs> so like, you know, time for me is pressure because I want to mathematically give my children enough time for me to be there with them, you know? And, that, and that's what I'm saying, I take care of myself best I can, but you know, you can never know what's gonna happen. But I know if I had kids at 60, mathematically, <laughs> uh, nobody living to be a hundred, you know, most, most black men don't make it to a hundred. So I think in, you know, very linearly in that way. So that's the pressure I feel more so than from my family mm -hmm. or my immediate family, I should say. Okay. Thank you guys for sharing such unique um, perspectives. So um, I have a question for you, Darren. So um, in your bio, you self-identified as a Christian. And um, just as a shameless plug, um, I have interviewed someone, um, a minister for my podcast, and she's child-free. And in that conversation, I won't give all the nuggets away, but the conversation about be fruitful and multiply. So with you identifying as a Christian male um, and having those principles that are said in the church, I've heard my pastor say it as well. Um, what are your thoughts about that? What, what would you maybe either tell yourself or a, maybe a Black man who's just like, I just don't want kids. And what does it mean to you to be fruitful and multiply? Um, starting off, I will say um, my faith, my walk is my own, my own ideology, my own morals are my own. Um, and I've been asked this many times before. Um, and it, my answer still remains the same. God gave us all free will. Our decision-making and actions are in hopes to glorify him uh, in all that we do. With that being said, God is not going to be angry and God is not going to smite those that choose not to have children and or get married. Um, some people can't even bear children. So it's like, you know, um, it's, it's a choice. God looks at our hearts and our motives. Um, Jesus was sinless and childless, you know, like great example. Um, the human heart is complex. So we can long for things, um, but God is not going to be angry because we chose not to, you know, he gave us free will. Thank you, Darren. So I'm going to throw this question to uh, Rob and then following Rob, Calvin, you're up next. So Rob, let's talk a little bit about dating right? So I know um, in conversations that I've had, um, there are some women who are like, if you got kids, I'm not trying to date you. 
maybe they're like me. You know, I really don't want to date anyone who has any kids below 18. If anything, I want them to be all grown and pay their own bills. Um, where, where do you, where do you lie at that? What are your expectations as you date and, and navigate the dating world? What are your, you know, do you date women with kids or kids off limit? Your thoughts. So, all right, uh, let's see. Kids are not off limits, but if I'm being perfectly honest, I have not dated women with kids. Um, so like, I don't, as a rule, like just rule, I don't just like say I'm not dating anybody with kids, but it just doesn't work out for me. And I'll be very honest. I don't like doing kid things. I'm like, I'm, I'm an adult. I don't like going to kids' birthday parties. I'm not trying to have to coordinate when I can take you out on a date. I'm not, I'm not trying to like figure out this babysitter situation. That's not my reality. So it's not, uh, it's not like, it's, it, that, that alone, having a child rather, uh, is not going to rule someone out, but it just hasn't worked for me. Like I naturally just gravitate towards people who are in the same situation that I'm in, which is free. Like, pick up and go. Rob, <laughs> I feel you in that. <laughs> um, so CL Smooth. And so again, how does that play in your world? And so, and, and again, I'm making assumptions for the others, but with you um, sharing your um, sexual identity, um, you know, how does that play in dating for you? Will you date men with kids, the stepfather? Are you ready for the stepfather role? So your thoughts. Um, I have mixed emotions on it. Um, like Rob said, I, I'm an adult. I like to do adult things. I definitely um, <laughs> don't want to maneuver around you picking up your child uh, from daycare. It really does depend on the person that I'm dating. Um, if the connection is strong enough there, I'm not going to rule it out, but I don't actively seek it. And I do have friends who who have children that identify as gay, which is a very interesting topic within itself. But um, so it, it's not a deal breaker, but, but it's not something that I'm out here trying to add me to the mix and make an instant family in six months. Like, nah, that's, I'm just not there. That's right. not my, yeah. Okay. Um, Darren, you're up next. That is a deal breaker for me. And I've been told by a lot of women that uh, that's shallow. And I'm like, how is that shallow? They said, well, we choose to deal with men who have kids. And I'm like, that's your decision. That's that's your personal preference. That's not mine. That I, I don't feel like I need to be, you know, sacrificing to be with someone who has a child. And the thing is, I've done it before. I played stepdaddy before. That was the worst experience. Um, I got with someone, she had a newborn. Uh, recently divorced and her ex-husband was in the military. So anytime we relocated, moved, changed phone numbers, he still popped up. He had access to a system. So he's pretty much stalking. And again, I take care of mine. I'm, I'm, I'm very, and they were like, you know, you against the government, they going to side with him. So it's best that you cut ties with this woman. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, I, I don't have time for that. I just going out on dates and I got to be mindful where I got to take you and your kid, bring you back home at a certain time. I got to pay for a meal for your kid too. I got to, there's just a lot that goes into that. And I can say I did it and I would never do it again. That is an absolute deal breaker. A follow-up question before I let Courtney answer. So with this being a deal breaker, um, how, 
what would you suggest if, if someone was dating someone with kids and they're just like, this is just not for me, whether they're child free, but because it's ch- about child, they just, it's not for them. Like, how would you delicately say that to a woman? Because women, on the other hand, would say, we date all, you know, with kids or not, but how would you share with someone how to maybe break things off <laughs> if it's just um, not your jam? I'm, I'm very delicate of how I go about that question because you don't know someone's situation. They could have had children in marriage or whatever it may be. A lot of women can't bear children. I always say children are blessings. You know, that's amazing for you. Just right now where I am and my personal preference, I choose not to date someone with children. We can be friends. We can keep it cordial. But just me and what I have plans for my future, because the man leads, but you know, in my plans and this mix, children is not in it. Your children are not in it, I should say. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Courtney, how would you answer this question? Um, this has been a historical touchy subject uh, <laughs> for, uh, you know, a lot of conversations, but I'd say historically, because it was always my idea to start a family, I think, you know, being in the in the situation where my parents raised me in, my ideal of building a family, you know, is is a period from which you bond and learn your person, your your you know your who you're married to, your partner, and then you bring children into that um, after you yourself get established. So that's always been, if it could happen perfectly, what I would want. That's still my preference. Um, I have dated. Uh, people a couple of times that had children and for me it's a lot it's a lot of an adjustment um you know I'm I'm a proponent of 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 counseling (laughs) so like I have to work through you know a lot of things there are a lot of things that happen when you date um people that have children and the parental situation is not that sweet um so you know you have to really navigate I, I always say if you're dating someone with kids you're actually dating two people, you know, at once, because that you're, you're getting to know the person, you have emotional feelings for that person. You don't have off the bat emotional feelings for that child. That's something that a mother and a father develop because they biologically came to them. So you have to learn how to build that bond with them. You're doing that concurrently with dating the person, the mom or the father, you know? So it's, it's, if you don't have the patience for that, it's a lot of work, you know, and it may, it may not always be a lot of work, but you really are going to have to navigate those things at the same time. And if you and the person that you're with might be going through things, it's compounded, you know what I mean? So like, for that reason, it's not preferable. I don't think any mom or father said, I want to be a baby mama, you know, like I want to be a single parent. Like it's nobody's intent to be a single parent. So it's, um, you have to look at it kind of objectively when it's not your child that you didn't want to be in this situation to be a single parent so like i have to we have to learn to navigate that together if you're up for that then you know cool i i have tried to you know come down off of such uh, a hard line on it but i will say you know and i have recently you know dated someone that had a child so like it's not that i can't do it but if it's my preference it would be to not that's definitely my preference to not if if i had children then it'd be a whole different case but i don't and I know what that life is like to do what I want to do when I want to do it and not have to navigate uh, around, you know, if you're a parent, the child dictates your 
the younger they are, the more they dictate <laughs> what you do as a parent. And if you're dating somebody, then that child is telling both of y'all what to do and how, for the most part. But mm-hmm. there's also a, a spot where if you're if you're older um, and you still want children, it may be easier to date somebody that has kids, but they're older. They got an 18-year-old that's going off to college. You're going to run into a lot of situations where that woman is 40 plus and she's like I'm done I'm not having any more children so it could be easier to date somebody that has a smaller that doesn't have a smaller child but most of them do not want to start from scratch when they got a kid in college so it's like you either got to find somebody that doesn't or navigate that and my preference right now is to you know not have someone that has children yeah but there could be exceptions I'll put it that way it has to be uh you know a perfect not perfect but a situation where we both know this is what is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, you guys have really blown me away with some of your responses. So I'm gonna read a few comments in the chat. Um, I think a lot of us were surprised that Darren uh, had someone that had a newborn. Um, exactly. Kids are hard. No application. Immediate rejection. Kids are a deal breaker for me. I just can't do it. Uh, Let's see some other good comments here. Children are a deal breaker regardless of age. Adult children can be worse than toddlers. Facts. Um, Counseling is so beneficial. Therapy is severely underutilized in the Black community. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So thank you guys for your comments. Keep them coming. Some believe that if men don't have kids by a certain age that they are gay. How would you handle someone making this assumption about you? First of all, there are so many worst thing somebody could say about me other than I call me gay like I'm that's not an insult to me and that's just so ignorant so I for me if somebody puts themselves in that position I will gladly let them go I'm not really like I get that that does nothing I, I I'm good so but to people who say that though uh, it's hard for me to even respond to that I, I well I, I'll say this I don't in my adult life I don't get that at all um, I don't think I can't think of anyone I've met, any woman I've met throughout my travels and my various adventures who looked at me not having a child as a red flag. So it's a completely foreign concept to me in my personal life. But uh, but I would I would glad like I would gladly welcome someone to present that to me so I can move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. CL Smooth, since you are, um, you know, identify as a gay black male. So maybe think about maybe some other assumptions that are made by society, people, family members and friends. At 30, you are not married. At 30, you have no kids. What is wrong with you? And people just make these judgments. So how, how have you had to either handle those, handle those situations um, or just your, your response in general? Um, my response in general to that that question is, I guess because um, maybe our generation is a little bit different, but I remember those conversations of uh, people feeling like if by a certain age you were not, uh, if you were still single and you didn't have any children, that was the next question. And it was, I, I definitely appreciate Rob's response to that question. It, it made me smile to hear that because so many, so many people put that stigma on you if you don't have children, if you're not attached at that, at, you know, at a certain age. So it, back then, especially in my uh, 
mid to late 20s, mid to late 30s. That was, and it, it was viewed as a negative thing. Like, uh, you, you must be gay. What's wrong with you? Why haven't you made any kids? You know, what have you been doing? You know, that type of, you know, response coming from people that you may like or, or love. And you're just like, yo, what's, what's going on with that? But yeah, um, I've definitely, before uh, identifying as I identify, I did have those thoughts and feelings and I felt bad about it. You know, I didn't know how to respond to that. And so this particular point in time in my life, uh, you know, I would advise people to do exactly how Rob said, you know, uh, be, be mindful of those certain things, educate people on things and, if you're comfortable in your sexuality and who you are as a person, that question is a totally ignorant question and you need to dispel that by any means necessary. So that's that's pretty much my response to, to that. Thank you, thank you. Um, Darren and Courtney, I'd like for you guys to respond, but again, we can um, um, broaden, it, broaden it a little bit. So just like, what, what do you believe are assumptions about black men who don't have kids by the age of 30? Because I know there are a lot made by about women. So Darren and then following Darren, uh, Courtney. Um, there are a lot of assumptions about being, you know, this age and kidless. And I didn't even know like how prominent it was. I'm always told, um, you know, just by some of my women friends and by women I meet at brunch or wherever it may be, uh, you're an anomaly. Like you are a black man, uh, straight, no kids, never been wed. You're a man after God's heart. You're financially stable. You're mentally stable. You're respectful. You're good looking. You're, you know, you're all of these things. But then on, you know, another hand, women say that's a red flag for me because I feel like someone should have snatched you up already. And I had to really respectfully put a lot of people in their place. Like that's not a red flag. Everyone has a journey. Everyone has a preference. If I choose to continue, um, you know, building wealth, generational wealth for my family, or I'm waiting for the right person or whatever it may be, whatever my personal thing may be, doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong with me. It doesn't mean that I'm gay. Uh, and I think that's like, you know, Calvin said, that's totally disrespectful and it's ignorant. Um, but I really had to tell a lot of women about themselves. Like, it's not always something wrong because on the flip side, if we were to say that about them, then it'd be a problem. They'd be ready to flip tables. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Darren. And um, before we get to Courtney, there's some, some chats going on. I see a lot of, so again, our guests and even our panelists, if you have time to skim the uh, chats, there's some great comments coming in. Courtney. Essentially, everything he just said, I've experienced the same, you know, uh, comments over the years. I think, you know, I think the human brain has a need to do social mathematics. So we have to kind of make sense of things and for people to look at something that doesn't add up, then they make assumptions based on the social climate. You know what I mean? So. Um, I'm an alternative kind of person, so to speak, you know, like I have a similar uh, pedigree, so to speak, you know, um, I have a home, no children, great credit score, 
all of the things that, you know, on paper that you would say, like, why is he still single? But I've also, you know, the people that know me don't make those that assumptions because they know I'm heterosexual, right? So um, I don't, I don't kind of, I don't get it from friends. You, you only get that kind of from random people or people that you might date. So I think if you're sort of an alternative male, you don't quite add up to people, then they have to try to make those assumptions. Because I know the brain has a need for that, I don't take as offense to it. But like he said, I will check people when it's like, nah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, this is who I am. Like, I, I don't want to be cavalier with the person that I build a life with. So yeah, you know, I've been called picky many times. I personally don't believe in picky. And that's a whole other conversation. But, um, you know, it, it uh, I, I don't, I don't go into, you know, hope smash mode on people that say that I just have the conversation and address it, you know, but I, I know for them, it's like something has to be wrong because in their, in their mind, we have a need to make things add up. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Courtney. You guys are, oh, these nuggets. So Rob, we'll start with you. So prior to me reaching out to you, did you view yourself as child-free? Did you think that this child-free thing was even a thing? Like, what were you thinking about me reaching out to you and just child-free? Was it on your radar or were you just a brother with no kids? No, I mean, I, I guess I didn't have a name for it. I, I, I wouldn't have just classified it that way, but I'm, I've been very vocal about my, the, the love I have of my current life. Like I, like I said, once again, my friends and I, we talk very openly and very regularly about just our lives, relationships, children, family life. Um, life is good. Uh, for me to change that, it's going to have to, like, she got to be off the chain. <laughs> so, so, uh, I guess, so I guess to, to your question, I, I didn't have, I guess I wouldn't have just dubbed it child free, but no, I, I've been very vocal and very, actively living uh the child-free life for a few years now so yeah it's a choice darren what about you i know i we have a mutual friend in common and um i appreciate him connecting us but um what were your initial thoughts when i reached out to you and said like hey can you talk about this topic and prior to this did you did you know about this child-free space that people are occupying uh, like Rob said, I didn't know, I didn't have a name for it. It was kind of like I acknowledged it. I knew it was there. It's just something that I, I didn't dwell on it. I just knew that um, I knew being in my 30s and I seen everybody else doing it. Like, what is this season of my life called? And when you called, and it's so funny because I was sitting in traffic and we had a great conversation about it. Um, and I, I definitely been looking forward to this night since that conversation. I was uh, in LA traffic, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative of, you know, having the opportunity to do this and now finding a name and seeing that it's a community to, you know, assist with this. Cool. What about UCL Smooth? Um, what were your thoughts about just, did you know about child-free life? Did you think people were talking about it? Was it a big deal, not a big deal, not on your radar? So when you first reached out, which is what you asked the other ones, I immediately thought, um, maybe she just needs another panelist. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but 
yes, I've always thought about that being child free, yeah, being child, you know, being child free. Um, especially with me, I'm, I'm a single person and I'm also parentless and grandparentless. So the thought of having a child in some capacity has definitely entered my mind because of creating some sort of legacy and as well as carrying on my uh, father's last name. So I've definitely had those thoughts. Um, and at times felt kind of lonely about it. Like I, if I had a, a child right now, you know, I wouldn't be maybe as lonely as a, as a single gay man, but um, I'm happy with my life. I'm absolutely happy. Um, I'm able to pick up and go at any moment. I do whatever I want, whenever I want to do it. So, but when you reached out to me, I thought about it in great detail. And because I know you, know your website, know your platform and everything like that, I, I, I was honored that you reached out. So I definitely do appreciate that. So yeah. over my conversation, I'll definitely be talking with friends about it a little bit more as well, so. Thank you. And before we get to Courtney and, you know, you and I go way back, but I also was intentional, right? Because I think even with women, there are assumptions that it's just women, men, men, women, right? There are same sex right. individuals that have to deal with this, the, these same issues. So I, I was intentional on inviting you because I think we can make assumptions that this just, you know, these type of conversations or judgments or assumptions are only about heterosexual couples. So we are at the mark where we're gonna close here with one last question. We'll start with Rob, following Rob will be Darren, following Darren will be Calvin, and then Courtney will be up next. Rob, how will you leave your legacy should you not have children? I mean, there are so many ways to leave an impact on the world. Um, and that, that, that's, a, that's, actually, that's a really good question. And that comes up. So I'll, I'll talk about my group of friends or whatever. Um, that does get brought up. You know, people are saying, like, I want to leave legs. I want my bloodline. I want my name to carry on through the ages. And I, and I understand. And I respect that. That's not particularly a drive for me. Um, I have relations. Like, I have nieces and nephews. I have, like, my friends' children are, like, I, like, I will send them birthday cards. I'll, I'll get them gifts. Like, they need something. I'm going to sneak them tonight. You know what I'm saying? So there are ways for me to leave my impact on the world that don't involve me having children. Uh, I'm very, I'm, I had said, I'm a workaholic. Like, it's, it's not uh, without, or uh, outside of reason for me to have, like, several buildings ain't that for me. Like, there are other ways to leave a legacy. That's just my own personal opinion. It's not, it, it doesn't drive me. Uh, there are definitely ways to leave a legacy outside of bearing children. Uh, I feel like that's the physical, like the, the biological way of leaving your legacy. But um, as I said in my bio, I am um, active in my community. Uh, one of my love languages is acts of service. I'm always doing for others because I care. I'm um, starting a nonprofit. Uh, I'm actively involved in the church. Uh, I have two community groups that I'm involved with. Um, I started partnering with my employer uh, based on their community events. Um, a host of cousins, uh, relatives, I always make sure that I do my part in assisting and helping them. So there are definitely ways to leave your legacy, you know, remembrance. Um, so it doesn't always involve having a child. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to piggyback pretty much what 
the previous two panelists have said, um, absolutely there's ways to leave uh, an impression and a legacy. I, I plan to continue to build my business, expand my business. I'm very active with my college. Um, I was just up there today, actually. Um, and I have re really close friends and I have a lot of input and impact on other people. Um, so yeah, there's definitely ways that I'm gonna leave my mark on this world when I'm gone. So just keep doing me. Um, I think for me, that would be something I'd have to process through. I think because one of the reasons that I want to help children is because of that, is to you know, continue the things um, that I got from my family. Um, you know, there's a lot of bad in the world. And there's a lot of good in the world. You feel like your family has contributed to the good and you know what that feels like. Those, those are the reasons that drive me to want to pass it on. I think, um, I guess that would be considered legacy. So if that doesn't happen, you know, then like everyone else said, there's other ways you can leave a legacy. You can, you know, you can, you're, we are all impacting people that we care about and maybe not know um, every day. So, you know, you have to look at it that way uh, as well, but also, you know, I'm a musician, so I can leave a legacy with my music, um, and, you know, many other ways. So uh, hopefully I won't have to, to process that and I will have a child in the future. Uh, but if not, then, you know, we all can adapt, you know, I plan to adapt. I'm gonna give our panelists um, just a minute to just share any final thoughts um, and then we'll wrap up and say goodnight. We'll start with Courtney first. Oh, uh, I'm good. Uh, it was a good conversation. Um, I appreciate you uh, asking me to join. So that's, I'm good to go. Thank you. Uh, Calvin? I just wanna say thank you to um, everyone and for and to you for inviting me to uh, this discussion. It was a great discussion, a lot of questions. I learned a lot from the panelists as well. Um, I appreciate everyone Let me be transparent. And so uh, hope to see you guys again soon. All right, Rob. Um, first, thank you, Angela, for giving me the opportunity. Thank you for creating this platform. Like I said, I'm in my mid-30s, and a lot of my friends, associates, uh, women in my life are, you know, childless or child-free by choice or by circumstance. And so I'm really happy, really happy that this place, this space exists for them to have a community because it, it is tough. Like, my life uh, is not the life that some of my counterparts live. Um, so I do see the pressure that they face and I'm just happy that they have this. So thank you. Thank you. And we'll end with Darren. Uh, I first want to say thank you, Angela, for presenting this opportunity and allowing me to be on the panelists. I am extremely grateful uh, to the panelists. I learned something new from each of you all. Um, it was great being up here with y'all. Um, and thank you for everyone that tuned in. Um, I was actually looking at the, the, the chat. You all really had that chat live. <laughs> um, I was hoping that I was, uh, y'all were going to come off of mute, ask some questions. Um, but overall, this was a really dope experience. 
Cool, cool. Well, thank you, Darren, Rob, Courtney, and Calvin. I appreciate you all. And thank you to all our guests. Thank you for supporting me as Angela Harris. Thank you for supporting my brand, No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. Please tell a friend, tell another child-free bestie um, to come and see what we're all about at No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. And this event concludes our summer series speakers summer speakers series and look out for more events from no bibs burps bottles and lastly please go over to our instagram page please share a comment share what resonated with you share what you're going to take away from tonight's um event and i just thank and appreciate you all and again congratulations to our winners and have a great night and i always conclude with saying womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. Take care. Peace. You have been listening to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the stories of African-American women without children. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, keep living your best child-free life.